Guys, this is so embarrassing. This whole time I was wondering why my audio sounded so shitty. And it was because I was recording on my laptop audio. Holy shit. <laughs> Lord. Good Lord. I had about 40 minutes recorded. So I might post it. But I do think the episode sounded like a hot mess. So we are just gonna you know we make do i have fun doing this and that's why nothing knocks me nothing surprises me anymore i have fun doing what i'm doing my introduction for the previous episode was just about how grateful i've been i've noticed that i've had a couple i've had some more viewers or listeners on my podcast and i just want to say thank you for listening to save your spoon this was a challenge for me to kind of finally get myself to do I think it's been like honestly years in the back of my brain I finally had the confidence to put myself out there and to talk about some things that I know other people aren't comfortable to talk about not that I'm like oh I'm better than you but in a like I want I know what it's like to feel alone and I just want people to know that they're like not alone I just want people to know they have so much potential there's enough for everyone and I am just extremely grateful for everyone who has listened to this thus far. There is so much more to come, and I'm really excited to see this Save Your Spoon stuff continue to grow. I have a ton of other ideas, so thank you again for listening. It means so much to me. All right, like I'm going to have to take a fat sip of water soon at some point. But yeah, here we go. Round two, baby. So as you know, we have our highs, our rows, and our th- thorn our lows and so to begin wow that rhymed to begin my high is that I had a really good time at the Cubs game with Grant yesterday it was it was great that we won 5-0 I saw some doubles I saw some action it was it was a blast and like we got soft syrup ice cream and I stayed hydrated you know having a supportive partner is the best because Grant was like okay let's leave like four minutes before everyone like let out and it was great and I have a blast just like with him we took the brown line and everything like that we went into like two shops we cooked for each other it was great it's cool to know that like I could be experiencing issues like I was feeling off yesterday I was still feeling neck pain like I drank like three bottles of water at the game I had a liquid IV it's good to know that like despite everything like I could still do things that I enjoy maybe not as frequently but I could still do it my lows my thorn would be that I was in the ER on Saturday morning and not the way that you would want to spend your Labor Day weekend I would say I was pretty bummed about it I was experiencing a migraine after my cousin left and she was visiting she lives in DC and we love we love Bianca girl time we were great And I felt a migraine coming on, like a headache, like shooting pain down my neck. And that's how I know. I'm like, oh, girl, this is coming. And I could feel it in my eyes. I tried to put on my little migraine cap. I tried everything. I took Tylenol. Nothing worked. So we paid for this paint by sip or paint and sip class that uh, we were celebrating my friend Kayla's birthday at. And oh, my God, that was so fun. But I was in so much pain. Obviously, like, I don't really drink anymore. And I was in pain. So I was sipping waters. I already had a Pedialyte. 
and then I was like sipping on a Diet Coke to try to mix it up and try to like get that little caffeine kick and girl was it not working I was painting my photo my photo I was painting my picture and I finally got to a point where I was like honestly if I leave it I'll probably like it better than if I finished it and so I turned to Kayla and I was like girl I gotta go and she's like from a girl that has a migraine problem to another girl with a migraine problem like I feel you and so at this point like my eyes feel like they're gonna burst out of my head I'm shaking and I don't know why I'm just like I want to go home and I'm like upset that I had to leave and so I get in the uber and I'm like gripping the door handle the whole time just praying I make it home without like throwing up because my nausea is so bad my eyesight's blurry like I'm in like a vertigo spell I didn't know it at the time but yeah like the room was spinning like we were no bueno and so I get home and somehow by the grace of God I make it up four flights of stairs I do have to take a break I sit down trying to open up my door because I couldn't figure it out and I was like literally about to pass out so I sit down for a few minutes and get back up I open the door and I immediately just get my migraine thing and lay down. I'm in so much pain. The room is spinning. I'm like, my eyes hurt. My stomach hurts. I'm hungry, but I feel like I'm about to like have heartburn. I don't know. I'm in pain. And at some point I fall asleep for a little while, but like I just, I wake up and like my eyesight's like not clear. Like it's almost like double vision, but not. It was hard to walk and like. I literally felt like I couldn't get my speech out in like a correct manner and that frazzled me. I call my mom, call my mom and she goes like, Nat, you need to go to the ER. She's like, do you have someone to go with you? I'm like, no, because Grant's staying with his family at that point. And I was like, um, so she comes and drives me and we're in the ER waiting room for like three hours before I finally get like seen. I'm in my hospital bed and like the IV is the most painful thing. I hate that stuff. Like you always need a butterfly needle for me because my veins jump. They're small. Every time I like feel something get injected into my veins, like the saline solution, I feel way too well. It hurts. This is a really long thorn, guys. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, and we're going to get right back into it too. I go through all this. I have a checks chest x-ray I have two CT scans one with contrast one without I get like some pain meds like fluids and yeah all that finally get out at 6 30 um but they diagnosed me with vertigo which I've never I had vertigo when I had a really bad concussion and MTBI in high school and like I was in literally vestibular therapy so I guess I have vertigo issues again. So vertigo, and then I they gave me like a migraine paper. I guess I had that too. And then um, they said I was dehydrated. And I'm like, how the fuck was I dehydrated? I drink so much water. And I guess that's like a fight or flight question with me. But now I have my, my 40 ounce glued to me at all times. So... Yeah, all that to find out vertigo. But like I do want to just remind myself like, okay like thank god it wasn't what I thought it was initially because like you know you never want to go through that regardless of your age or where you are but it was just a scary thing 
I did just post a blog post about this and it's just being okay with not knowing your diagnosis. And I think, again, like this vertigo situation piggybacks off that. And I'm still learning to be comfortable with not knowing. Like, it's really freaky that these instances are occurring. And honestly, like, I am coming to terms with, like, it happens with more people. It's more frequent than we know. It is frustrating. Like, you know, I'm a person that lets myself feel my whole scope of emotions. And so for me, I'm very much so, like, it's frustrating. It's, like, it makes me upset to the point where I want to cry about like how I am still like getting hit with these medical bills, how I am like still left with like very vague answers like vertigo. Okay, cool. From what? Where is this coming from? And like this is a game that I could play with like all day. You know, like I'm not a medical professional. Like the fact that like I could probably sit on WebMD for hours is something that I'm just starting to like get away from. I do resort to black and white thinking. I think for me, like, I have these symptoms, but I need that diagnosis to make it all the more real. And that doesn't have to be the case. It's something that I've dealt with my whole life. I literally think it goes from, like, the perfectionism, and that's a whole other podcast on its own. (laughs) This is very much so medical-based chronic health podcast episode. I try to do, like, split in halves, but this one, yeah, we're going full throttle on it. With this, I think... It is, it's frustrating, but there are so many people in this world that go like half their life without a diagnosis. There are diagnoses that like even, like they're chronic. Even if you know what is wrong with you, like you get to mediate the symptoms. And if you're someone like me that like keeps track of everything that makes you feel good or bad, I'm pretty aware of like what makes me feel worse or what exacerbates my symptoms. So, like, I stay away from certain foods. I make sure to drink a ton of water. Like, I sit down when I know I need to. Like, I tell people in my support system, like, hey, like, I don't feel that good. I need to wrap it up. Like, I might go home soon. There are instances where, like, yeah, I could look at it, like, taking away from my life. But for me, it allows me to be the best that I could be in my everyday situations. Like, yes, I might hang out with my friends for a short amount of time. But if I'm feeling good and I'm contributing to the conversation, I'm fulfilled at that point. You know, I it sounds very like glass half full, and I have not always been like that. Please, I hope you know that. <laughs> I'm not. It's something that it takes a lot of building. But yeah, so mediating the symptoms, I think like too, it is so easy to identify with your chronic illness. I think for me, like, it's hard because I literally have a podcast about it. And how am I going to preach, like, don't identify it with it when I literally have, like, a whole little business going on here. I think there's so much to deviate from it. There's more to, like, expand and, like, transmute from, like, this is who I am to this is a part of me. This is something that I think if I talk about it more, it's going to help more people. It kind of displaced that energy from like, oh, boo-hoo, me the victim mindset. So like, how can I add value to someone else's life? Through that too, like with my chronic illness, like not, I don't necessarily always look at it as a negative thing. I think it's like kind of beautiful in the sense of like, it makes me human. It brings me back down to earth. What am I supposed to do? Walk around the club being all hot and sexy and then be like, oh yeah, I also have chronic back pain and GERD. 
Like, no, <laughs> it makes me real. And I just love that I'm able to connect with people. I do want to say, I like in my first recording, I probably said this like a million times. Like, I am very privileged that like I am an able-bodied person. Like, I do experience mild to moderate symptoms of these things, but that doesn't really stop me from it. It stops me from things, and things are different now. There are people who you know do experience like seizures. There are people who require mobility accommodations there are people who require augmentative forms of communication there are all of these different avenues and I think again it's what makes like life worth living worth you make the most of your situation that's all we're meant to do as people you know we might get a shitty deck everyone could think their deck is shitty but the best thing you could do is make the most of it and no matter how bad it is, the way that you view it is like, you know, imperative to your success in life. Whether that's like wherever you look at abundance, like for me, like I want to be fulfilled in like every domain. Like I want to have healthy relationships. Like I want to be healthy myself. I want to be like financially abundant. Like all these things. And yeah, so circling back, like it is privilege for me to say, but, like, I I think, too, getting out of that, like, victim mindset has been very helpful for me. M- Mental and physical health go, like, hand in hand. Like, I can always tell when shit's about to hit the fan, like, physically, when I'm, like, mentally not there. In the book I'm about to speak on, the author talks about how your inner world depicts your outer world. So people will be like, why does this keep on happening to me? And it's because their thoughts aren't correlated with the outcome that they want. Their subconscious beliefs are not aligned with what's what they believe is for them. And so I think, you know, just trying to like maintain positivity and like, just teaching yourself like little gratitude lists and like all that shit that I kind of mentioned in the last episode. I think that'll go a long way with just like beginning to shift your mindset and then shift your outcome. Like I've gotten in such a weird groove of like life just seems so big to me. And like everyone listening, I just want I'm I'm sending you a piece of that. Like I want everyone to feel that in the world with Mental health too, I will die on the hill of like, I love therapy. If you have access to a therapist, I highly recommend you see one. This is something too with my um get to know you or like the I'm so fun at parties little segment. Like finding the right therapist can unlock so many doors for you, whether you want to have an abundant life, whether you want to have an abundant relationship, like even accessing those subconscious thoughts and like seeing your patterns play out it's key to have that unbiased third party to sit there and be like okay so why would you feel this way why do you think this happened oh I saw you text that your ex for the third time like hmm (laughs) who's really the victim here who's really at fault here I think that can go a long way too of like shifting your mindset with your chronic illness like even finding a trauma-informed care physician will go a long way in terms of treating that and making sure that your mental health and your physical health go hand in hand all right kind of circling back um I do just want 
you to know that you are not your diagnosis, regardless if you have one or not. You're an individual that's living the human experience. I don't know, your familiar relationship, daughter, son, husband, wife, sister, brother, teacher, whatever your occupation is, your friend, you're like a lifelong learner. You have all these attributes to yourself that go beyond just being chronically ill. I know you're listening to Save Your Spoon, the chronically ill podcast, whatever. I, you know, this is something that you're going to do to help further better your health. You're going to add more than take away. Okay, so I'm sorry if you can hear the TV. I um, I'm going to switch gears too, kind of piggybacking off the thought of being in the ER. We're going to circle into just paying for medical bills. So, goddamn. Anyone with a chronic illness or a chronic condition or chronic symptoms knows what it's like to be hit with multiple medical bills. Like, I'm on, like, United Healthcare, my UHC. I'm like, let's see what we got today. Like, ooh, the tea is hot. I don't even want to look at it right now. And that is also one of the mindsets that, like, I'm going to further describe at the end of this. I hit with medical bills, and the thing is, like, you know, this taps into a lot of privilege. Where I'm standing with my current situation, I am pretty privileged. You know, like, these are things that, like, I necessarily don't want to pay for. I have saved money for it, and I couldn't afford to pay it, but I know I recognize the privilege, and I know that's not everyone's situation. If you're in the situation where you cannot pay for it, I don't have necessarily resources for you. I know something that I'm looking into doing is looking at payment plans so I don't have to, like, blow the amount of money that I have to from that tilt table test and probably this upcoming ER. Call the insurance company and see my options, see if there are payment plans, see just what there is to offer in terms of support. Again, like I wish I had more answers for you regarding that. This is going to be more woo-woo mindset stuff. But, and I know I'm coming from a very, what's the word? I'm like coming from a very privileged mindset like a very privileged like situation so if anything it's more like the shift of like my mindset and just like coming to terms with like okay at the end of the day health is wealth this is something that like I needed in the moment because I thought like I literally was having an issue with my brain and the oxygen going to my brain um, and with the tilt table test, you know, if I did have pods, like that's something too that like I still want to explore that necessary, that diagnosis, if anything. But for that, that has helped me really get into the idea of like, okay, this can be more than we think. For me, it's I'm beginning to learn and like grow. Like I've been telling myself, health is wealth. That has been my mindset like the past week in terms of just like accepting what is coming my way medical bill wise like I know I'm going to be paying it off I know it's been very helpful for me to know I wrote a blog post about this already or started to at least everything that I've gotten from tests that I paid for like I've learned a lot about for example like my colonoscopy that show was expensive that anesthesiologist made, made a good buck off me and so it was good because, like, I found stuff with my endoscopy, but my colonoscopy was pretty clear. So, and I know, too, that used a lot of my, like, 
worries about any kind of GI symptoms that I was experiencing for years. So, and with the POTS, tilt table test, you know, this is something too that like I got an EKG monitor test and I was able to see that my heart does have a normal sinus rhythm. And even though like I did experience a situation where I around the seven minute mark where I was like having a mini attack, like I know what that looks like. I know it's not like a heart attack. I know that I don't think it was a panic attack, but it was easy for me to talk myself down and kind of regain like reorient myself regardless of the situation like utilizing that deep breathing method and so again like I've gained a lot out of these tests and so I'm trying to beginning I'm beginning to shift my mind from like scarcity mindset to abundance mindset health as well this is something that like for all I know is going to pay anyway I'd rather know now and it's something too, not to like point at pick people, but you know, for me, I've, I've always been a little hyper aware of my health just because like I have had health issues for so long. I have been, you know, anemic. I have had like heavy bleeding. Like I've had like all these, like my MTBI, I, I could go down the list and I could go down the list about my current symptoms too. Like whatever. It is like disheartening to see people who, you know, probably save a shit ton of money because they don't have to go to the doctor's office. People who talk about like, oh, I have all these symptoms, but, you know, why fix something that's not really bothering me? And like with my own health anxiety, that boggles my mind. I don't know if it's because like I do want to live like such a long life. Like I want to spend my life with my partner. Like I want to like spend time with my friends and family and like live a very like fulfilled life where I don't have to worry about any kind of like health issue just sneaking up on me but like at the end of the day I can't help to think about like damn must be nice and so that does put you in that victim mindset so with save your spoon I want you to take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't And so for the people who are like, oh, I'm not going to pay for anything. Like, I'm not going to go to a doctor. They're probably going to leave a lot. And they might take very little from this episode. But the thing is, at the end of the day, you are your own person. What I want you to kind of resonate with is that playing the victim puts you in a very different mindset. There's one more thing I want to touch upon about this topic. And this does go into the whole victim mentality. Chronic conditions, like I'm not going to sit here and be like, woo woo, it doesn't suck to pay medical bills because it does. It's not great. It's not a good feeling. Like I feel all emotions and you bet your ass I was tearing up seeing that number. The thing is too with medical bills and I want you to feel seen saying this, like if you do resonate with us, chronic conditions are so difficult because there are instances where I'm like, wow, my neck pain hurts. Like I'm work from home. I can't use my standing desk for a long time because then my knees start like locking out and it hurts and they start buckling and then like my blood starts pooling and it's just not after half an hour, 45 minutes, we're done. There are people who experience again seizures that make it hard for them to like dry places or live in everyday situations there are people who there are people who use augmentative communication modalities that make it hard to you know use the phone there there are so many different situations and I could go through so many different scenarios where people who 
do qualify for like disability or working towards disability or do struggle to make it through a nine to five. And I don't even like nine to fives. Like I don't believe in them. Like I don't think they're made for a lot of people in this society. I will die on that hill. I can get into the politics. I don't understand it that well with disability, whatever. It sucks because you're paying for these bills to help you with your chronic condition. You're paying for all these medications. You're paying for this. You're paying that. And then at the end of the day, like you can't even work and make the money to pay for all the tests that you're getting to figure out what's wrong with you. Like it is a never ending cycle. And I'm so sorry. I want to give you a big fat hug if you resonate with what I just said. You're seen. I remember when I was dealing with my fatigue and I would like literally fall asleep at the computer or like when I was falling asleep driving in between sessions at my EI job. Like, you know, like I empathize to an extent, but there are people who obviously have it worse than me. And where I'm going with this, you're seen, you're loved, and I'm so sorry. It makes it difficult to not be in a victim mindset with that. Again, I'm going to preface what I'm going to say may sound very privileged. I encourage you to shift the thinking and try to see if you resonate with anything I'm about to say. And I know it's not easy. And I know, especially when you have been dealing with a lot of bills at once, it is so easy to dig a hole. And like, I'm sending you the best of vibes. I'm sending you prayers. I'm sending you good energy. So this little medical bill thing came at the perfect time because my Libby checked out The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. And so I'm only 37% in. I was anticipating on like making a whole recording and tying it to mental health or physical health and chronic conditions. But honestly, like this came at such a good time. Wait, let me preface. So Ecker literally started the audiobook by saying a lot of what I'm about to say is a little out there. He's like, but I'd rather be woo-woo and rich than cool and poor. And I'm like, I see you. I hear you. And so he continues by saying, um, going in depth about subconscious thought patterns. And so subconscious thought patterns are formed kind of early on in life by spoken language, what we see, what was modeled to us, and then through our own experience, especially early on. And those themes can through our our childhood to our adulthood. Why it's so fundamental to break it is because those subconscious thoughts affect our actions, which in turn affect our results, our outcomes. And so if you're sitting here like, holy shit, I'm poor, then you're like, Okay, what were the patterns that you saw as a child? One thing that made me like initially be like, light bulb, I need to talk about this, was when I was in the ER and the attendant comes in. He's like, I need to order you two CT scans, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing I thought was like, holy shit, how am I about to pay for this? And like, honestly, I'm still trying to convince myself like I have the money my mom was like, please do not worry about that right now because you are in the hospital. Last thing you need to worry about. That made me think about like my childhood and what I saw. When I was younger, I literally saw like people with a lot of money lose a shit ton of money. I saw people spend a shit ton of money who didn't have money. I saw people who were okay with just being financially comfortable. 
I saw people pinching pennies. Like, I know my mom complained about credit cards. And that's why I didn't get a credit card for so long. And so, you know, that made me think I probably, somewhere along the line, heard someone say something about paying for medical bills. You know, that scarcity mindset was immediately tapped in. These subconscious thoughts are kind of automatic. Like, they're stored in the files and they're easy to pull. And, you know, your mind is going to... It's human nature to like what is comfortable. And so if this has worked for you thus far, that's why it's going to keep on working for you. You're going to keep on pulling that file out. And, you know, what the author is trying to get to is, like, you have to shift your mindset to obtain wealth. Whether, you know, for me, how I'm interpreting this is, like, wealth is an outcome. It's something that you have to put the actions to and in turn you have to kind of switch your thinking, especially those subconscious thoughts. There is a quote that I like what he said is that not having money is not a problem, rather it's a symptom of our thinking. And so that made me think, I was like, okay, so getting these medical bills and seeing it as a negative thing is a symptom of my thinking. And that really made me begin to think about, you know, this is more of like an investment to make sure that I am not ill and I needed it at the moment. Like I hear of really rich people getting like IVs that cost only God knows what to help them feel their best. You know, they might be after a hangover, but that's something that I was resonating with at the moment. I was like, damn, okay, I just got fluids as CT scan to make sure all was good. It was good. And so just beginning to shift my mindset from like a victim of like why the like I have all these things to pay I'm in the ER this sucks this sucks this sucks to like I'm being cared for I'm gonna figure it out I have the money to figure it out I it's more like I don't want to pay for it but you know that that's life I'm gonna have to like pay for things regardless I know people there are people who are dealing with like student loans or dealing with like other situations that I might not have to. So I think it's very like individualized and like regardless, like you are not alone. Like I think people think of money differently. It's a very taboo topic. You know, I might get a mixed review just about this. You know, it is a very privileged thing for me to get on here and talk about. But beginning to shift the mindset to outside of health and wealth and I feel like it has funneled so much for me. Like finding a partner or like getting a job that I like you know just putting it in the mindset of like you know I work hard there's so much out there for me and like telling yourself on the daily like I am wealthy I am wealthy like I am I love my job I love my job and just telling yourself it goes a long way because that will literally start wiring your neural network system And as Daddy Joe Dispenza says, what fires together, wires together. And so one thing that uh, Eckhart talks about in The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, he says there are four key elements to change. So the first is awareness. Write down all you remember about the people talking about money or whatever aspect of your thinking you want to change. So an example is, wow, I remember someone saying, how the hell am I going to pay for this? Two, understanding. The second thing you can do is understand how these statements affected your life so far. 
So going back to my example, I'm freaking out in the ER about how I'm going to pay for something. Three, dissociating from these thoughts. These thoughts were learned and they're not who you are. You have the choice to be different. So here I am actively choosing to think about paying for these differently and knowing that I have like an abundant amount of money. All right, and then the last is reconditioning. And so going to like the words of affirmation and just like what you're grateful for, like even telling yourself like what I heard about X is not necessarily true. I choose to support new ways of thinking that support my happiness and success. And so literally you could just copy and paste what I just said and use it every day. Like when you go to bed, use it in the mirror. The thing is, it's going to unlock pathways that you didn't even know exist in. It's going to start rewiring those patterns that you don't know. What I really like about this author is that he ties a lot of this woo-woo stuff to actual situations. So one example is a woman who saw her mom not make money and live off her husband. And so what this woman is going to do is she's not going to make a lot of money and just seek that for her partner until she gets it. And she doesn't think that she's the one that deserves to make the money. That's a very like old age scenario. Another one is people who have dealt with like yo-yo relationships with money. Maybe one parent got a shit ton of money and then all of a sudden lost it and then got a shit ton more and then lost it well so that's going to show up in your outcomes and your subconscious thinking because you're going to buy you're going to make a shit ton of money working and then lose it all of a sudden just buying thinking that you have that money you're going to associate having money with being able to spend it and these can be again very subjective interchanged there might be more to the picture but I'm choosing to think that your wealth or any kind of area of your life you want to improve on is your choice. I'm learning that, oh, that sounds so privileged and it pains me to say, but it's something that I'm willing to explore a little more if it means it's going to unlock abundance for me. And so I encourage you to, again, I know this is more of an out there episode. I know I'm so privileged the way I speak about my money I literally haven't even paused in the past like 30 minutes I just kind of went on a ramble about this my last takeaway for you is that the author said look at outcomes of your day or your week see what went right for you and why it went right for you and then see what went wrong for you and see what kind of what went wrong where was it your choice that it went wrong? What could you have changed about your thinking? And this, again, could be applied to money, could be, could be applied to, like, something else. But, you know, I like to reflect at the end of the day, like, what, how did I do today? And I think this is another avenue that you can choose to do if you want to further improve your, improve your life, add abundance to your life. So, yeah, um, I do, I'm setting love and light. Anyone who is in a situation where they feel kind of scarcity, it's scary. That's why they call it scarcity. (laughs) Holy shit. But I do want the best. And, you know, for me, sometimes I think that I tapped into this boo-boo shit because I was desperate for an answer with my health and wellness. And that's why I'm sharing what I've learned through here. 
And honestly, it has helped me. Like, my fatigue levels are better. I want to know what the fuck is still wrong. But I encourage you to, like, look and assess, too, the areas of your life where you want growth. I'm setting love and light. Again, thank you for listening to the Save Your Spoon podcast. I will see you next week. And hopefully it's a lot more tamer and a lot more positive across the board. You know, that was a long thorn. All right. See you next week, everyone.